Welcome to Skull Sessions, the Viking Athletics podcast where strength meets smarts. I'm your host, Eric Stiglione, and I am once again joined by Coach Nivy Carbonell. Hola. Welcome back on the show. Oh, thank you. Memorial Day has come and gone, and once again we performed Murph as a gym, as has become our tradition, and it is a tradition in a lot of CrossFit gyms. In fact, uh, Memorial Day Murph is actually a foundation that exists independently of CrossFit HQ. We did an entire podcast on Murph last year, and so our goal for this year is to show a little love to some of the other hero workouts. Uh, we want to talk about hero workouts in general, and so that's uh, that's what we're going to be discussing today. Where they come from, why we do them, all that fun stuff. Uh, so, before we dive in, most important thing, skull. That is really maple-y. You get the maple bourbon? Yeah. Oof. Right. Thanks, Raph. <laughs> um, do you remember when you started CrossFit? Uh, November 2012. Okay. Yeah, I just moved to Japan <clears throat> from uh, D.C. And I had this this is around the time I kind of partially tore my hamstring running a marathon. And so I needed something different. So that's what kind of led me there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and do you know when you did your first Hero Watt? 2013. Okay. 2013. So, yeah, I did Murph for the first time ever was... was um, yeah, that following Memorial Day in 2013, and that was an interesting, interesting first thing, especially being a Marine. <clears throat> My first attempt was kind of like, oh yeah, you know, I do pull-ups all the time. Yeah, this should be fine. Nope. <laughs> Did not go well, as as you can imagine. So Which Murph was your first hero watch, yeah, and you was. did it on Memorial Day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I remember seeing Murph, so I, I started uh, CrossFit in March of 2005 mm -hmm. and Murph was the third ever hero wad created. We'll get into the history of all of them, but it came out in, uh, August of 2005. Mm. So I remember seeing it and thinking to myself, Oh, that's, I can do all of those things, but put them together and do it against the clock and obviously that's vastly different than just accumulating 100 pull-ups 200 push-ups 300 squats sandwiched in between a mile on either side yeah um i don't actually remember what my first hero wad was um i think i avoided them for a long time i mean i started in 05 and i pretty much cherry-picked main site wads for four years yeah i know for myself Technically, yeah, Murph was like the first hero wad. It wasn't actually like the first workout um, done in kind of like homage for a service member. Uh, CJ would have that honor, but the thing is with that, it's like it's not technically a hero wad. Okay. And we'll kind of get like criteria, right? And kind of talk about like yeah, so what that's... quantifies that, what what makes a hero wad a hero wad, what's the process look like to get one submitted and things like that. And I'm very curious because... I know bits and pieces of like the criteria, but I know everything. So I think that's a perfect segue to talk about what exactly is a hero wad in the larger context of CrossFit. Mm -hmm. um, so I always thought it was a really cool thing when I first saw them, and I didn't realize at the time that Murph was the third one ever. Yeah. 
uh, I thought it was something that CrossFit had done for a very long time. So CrossFit obviously was incorporated in the year 2000 and the main site, I don't remember whether it was 2000 or 2001 when it was officially launched. CrossFit Journal was officially launched in 2003. Um, and then in 05, there were only 13 affiliates in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's when we saw the advent of the Hero Watts. And all three of the first ones were a result of Operation Red Wings. So the mission in which uh, Murph was killed, he was one of four on the fire squad that was downrange. And the others that were killed were part of a rescue mission to go get them that were in the chopper that was shot down. It was the largest loss of life for SEALs in history. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the reason that Murph gets such recognition is that he was the first, definitely the first Navy member, I want to say the first service member to be awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor since the Vietnam War. I don't know if that's... I don't know if he was the first service member, but he was definitely the first one in the Navy. And that's why, you know, the fact that he was a massive CrossFit enthusiast, um, that is why it got such recognition. I mean, yeah. the workout, what makes it a little bit unique is also that was a workout that he did himself that he called body armor. Whereas if we look at some of the other CrossFit workouts, uh, the Hero Wads, they are either just a brutal test of will and your fitness yeah or you know as we progress through the years you would see the numbers play some significance so yeah if they were killed on a certain date those numbers in the date would factor into the workout um as for how to become a hero wad all it says at the bottom of the crossfit page is if you know of somebody you feel is deserving click here to submit so i believe that it is a nomination from someone in the community um and i'm sure there's an application process you have to kind of show what they've done and it started out pretty much as well i guess i can't say that it started out just as military randy is what was that the fifth one i think so so randy was that came out in 2008 and at that point, I went through year by year and actually looked through all these. <laughs> Three Hero Wads in 2005, one in 2006, four in 2007, which was also the first year of the games. And then 2008 had seven of them. So we're looking at Randy is one of the first 15, whatever number it actually was. Um, and that was a SWAT officer. So yeah, it's always favored law enforcement and military and then we see it expand obviously the most recent one that came out in 2022 was eva strong who was the teacher at uvalde that shielded the students um we've seen they also recently um some of the ones from 2021 are in memory of service members who've taken their own life yeah it's not just killed in action so CrossFit has kind of evolved to recognize, you know, I think it coincides nicely with our fundraiser that we hosted on yeah. behalf of ODO. Um, we can speak to that. You mentioned CJ already. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's the reason why I kind of brought that up is because I know for a long time, the thing was like killed in the line of action. 
So it's good to hear and good to see that we've kind of started to like, hey, we're not going to shy away from that topic. Because I think there's a little bit of a stigma with that, too, when it comes to like, oh, we, we don't necessarily want to talk about like, unless it happened in war, does it count? Kind right. Of thing. But, you know, there's demons in everyone's head. And so it's it's nice to see that we can start to include people like, hey, they weren't necessarily killed in the line of duties, actually like being deployed or anything like that. But they came back and they weren't just right. And we lost them in a different manner. So well, I liked how you phrased it during the, uh, for Valhalla fundraiser. Um, you know, you got a different battle to fight now that you're back. Yeah. Um, and obviously I know that's a personal matter for you as well with CJ. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's been 13 years now having done it on multiple occasions and, and it's been kind of evolving. So like, I've thought about submitting it, but at the same time, I also don't, it's kind of like in the graces of the family, if they would want something like that, because it is a sore spot and it's something that they actually don't like to talk about but again, because no one wants to talk about that. Yeah. Um, it'd be different. It's like, Oh, it happened overseas. Well, I'm, we've certainly seen a shift in the way society views it and yeah. mental health is a huge focus now and with good reason. And thankfully, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, call it an unofficial hero wad because it's not officially sanctioned. You know, I have one of those in my family as well that we used to do. My thought was always, well, why do they have to be dead for us to honor them? Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was kind of a morbid subject at first when my, my older brother deployed to Iraq. His first deployment was as I was graduating college. And uh, he was still doing CrossFit at the time. For those that don't know, he's the one that actually got me into it at the time. And uh, we can get into that and why there's such a reverence for military service members in the CrossFit community. Um, but he sent me his fucking terrible workout. It's uh, <laughs> five rounds of an 800-meter run and 15 burpee pull-ups. It's just awful. Mm. Uh, and... Uh, He's like, yo, if I die overseas, get this named after me. So when he was on his next deployment, I decided, you know what? Why do we need to why do we need to wait for someone to pass to have something named after him? Mm -hmm. And so I started programming it annually on his birthday, which is April third, and we did that. We've done it several times at the uh, at Viking Athletics. I would uh, change the name every time he progressed in rank. You know, it started out when he was, I think we started it when he was captain. Oh. Um, and then he actually asked me not to do it anymore. Um, I think he's kind of shied away from the spotlight a little bit. And then also he's like, I don't do CrossFit anymore. So it doesn't make sense to, yeah. which again, that's a little bit of his hang up. Whereas for, to me, I'm forever grateful that he got me involved in the first place. So uh, for those that don't know, when it was first incorporated, some of the early adopters of CrossFit were special forces operators in particular, but a lot of service members. And the way that my brother stumbled onto it was looking for a way to prep for officer candidate school for the Corps. And uh, so he stumbled on it, and it was always fun because I'm shorter and stockier and stronger than he is. And he's always been taller, leaner and faster. So depending on what the workout was, it was like, okay, well, who's going to win, you know, play to the strengths. So, 
um, I'm forever grateful that he got me involved. He was on spring break in March of 2005 and he was home. We did our first, first workout we ever did was a variation of Fran. Didn't know what a thruster was, couldn't kip pull-ups, so it wound up actually being push press with one of those fixed 95-pound bars that you see at a Globo Gym. It was actually at, uh, it's now formerly Workout World, it's Central Rock Gym now in West Hartford. Oh, nice. Um, and strict pull-ups. And so... Mm. How did that go? Uh, I destroyed him in round one. Like, he did it, and then I was waiting, and, you know, 21 pull-ups at the time, I think I could do, like, 25, so 21 wasn't that bad. Yeah. But then you get into the round of 15, and stamina's totally gone. Oh, yeah, it's, you're done. With strict pull-ups, so... It, it's over. <laughs> yeah, he wound up beating me in that, and he goes, oh, man, I was, I was worried you were going to beat me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... And that's, that's why there was such that reverence, is they were early adopters, uh, and... You can look back at a lot of the early CrossFit Journal videos and a lot of the people in the audience when Glassman's giving his speeches are operators and yeah. military professionals. So yeah. I, th I think that's a big reason for it. Obviously, you've got a number of higher-ups in CrossFit HQ that are former Special Forces, both Pat Sherwood and Dave Castro are SEALs, yeah. uh, Josh Bridges, you know. So I think that's where it comes from. And... Uh, I guess the question would be, you know, obviously it's a big deal on Memorial Day and we can delve into that, but a lot of these workouts and, you know, you and I have talked about them and some of them are just, they seem either incredibly far-fetched or... Excessive? Is that a good word? Excessive would be a good word. <laughs> uh, you know, some of them have ring handstand push-ups and yeah. rope muscle-ups and these very, very high-skilled gymnastics. Some of them have bear crawls, which, you know... There's nothing wrong with that as maybe a scaling option, and we've certainly seen it play a larger role now in the open as a scaling option. But yeah. who who does this as part of a workout against time? You know, yeah. I, I guess I shouldn't say that. We programmed that for a long time. Bear crawl is probably a bad example. <laughs> um, but there was one. Uh, I'm blanking on it, but it's like a 400 meter run, a 200 meter run backwards. And another oh, run. What is that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it's like, uh, is that really the best way to be? Here, Here we it go. Is. Griff. Griff. There we go. 2008. Sorry. 800 meters, 400 backwards. 800 meters, 400 backwards. So you're running a mile and a half, and a third of that is running backwards. You could argue that that may not be the best dosage of running backwards. Yeah. So anyway, um, I guess the question is, why would anybody tackle them? I mean, you know, if you're running an affiliate, you'll frequently see these programmed on, especially the patriotic uh, patriotic holidays, Memorial Day, Fourth yeah. of July, Veterans Day. Yeah, generally you see that a lot there. Um, there's just like an appeal to it, right? It's like, oh, it's a super challenging thing. Um, I think it comes down to like which one you choose. And that, again, that delves into kind of like this thing of like some of these that we witness here are just like put together just to put it together. Um, in no way, shape or form does the person that it's named after have anything to really do with it. Uh, like, I can't tell you anything about Griff from running 800 meters and running 400 backwards. Um, 
so some of these so some of these can kind of put as like uh oh, we'll never touch that and they'll never be not necessarily tackled in a way but like we're talking about people that we want to remember and i kind of understand where your brother was coming from when it comes to like the idea that we do hero workouts for those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice in one way or another um it comes it's that line of thinking that we kind of die to deaths um we have the physical death um obviously where it's like our body is no longer of use to us and we kind of move on to the next plane of existence whatever that may be for you um but with that the second death is just your memory and those that remember of you and so making a workout in their honor keeps their name alive so they're not forgotten in the pages of history down the line so i can definitely understand where your, your brother was coming from a little bit of like uh i don't know if i want to do it not, not necessarily just because oh i don't do crossfit anymore it's like i'm still breathing people still remember me um and so like that appeal is there but then when you make the workout so ridiculously hard and accessible it's like yeah we can scale it for everyone in the masses but that's kind of not the point to this it's like we want everyone to be able to kind of remember this person to some capacity but also not try to kill them in the process too and i think you know that was kind of the mentality is well they gave the ultimate sacrifice and you know we wrote that for murph you know we can sacrifice some time and some sweat on their behalf to remember yeah. it but like you said without trying to crush them and it's funny that we're I told you this story earlier, but as I'm looking at my computer screen right there, we're right on Mr. Mr. Joshua, which literally made my older brother crap his pants. Uh, five rounds for time of a 400-meter run, 30 GHG sit-ups, and 15 deadlifts at 250 pounds. Uh, yeah, the uh, core contraction and extension of the sit-ups to the deadlifts is a brutal freaking combination. Mm -hmm. And not all of them are horrible. I mean, DT is just brutal, but it is the quintessential barbell cycling workout. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, a, we used to have that as a requirement for our competitors. You had to be able to do that in under 10 minutes, so two minutes a round. And that one's a fairly low volume. It just happens to be heavy. Um, you mentioned, you know, which ones are just kind of thrown together and which ones actually seem like workouts done in memory i mean when we would program these that's something that i would always have to be cognizant of is which one is just an absurd amount of volume like we're looking here five round hansen's five rounds of 30 swings so that's 150 swings which with a heavy kettlebell you know same yeah. thing that you would see with eva and arguably <laughs> if you've ever done eva five rounds of an 800 run 30 kipping pull-ups 30 heavy swings that's arguably worse than murph um this kind of has that same thing 150 swings 150 burpees 150 glute ham sit-ups that's 450 reps that's brutal yeah um so they're all kind of different but it's something that i would look at is what can our people actually do and you know what's going to yeah. push them without crushing them yeah like you know? i look at garrett and it's like there you go there's the yeah. ring handstand push-ups yeah, no. and 25 of them at a time and then it's the 25 l pull-ups right and it's just like okay 
Well, then there was another one. Uh, the other thing that I had to be cognizant of is you're right. We don't know these people's stories, which is another reason I wanted to do this podcast to kind of show some love for these people that maybe aren't as well known. Mm -hmm. um, Nuts was a fun one. That's a fun chipper. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find Forrest. Let's go ahead and use the control control find, find function here. Ah, technology. Yeah, so right. Some form of electricity. Uh, Forest is for a DEA agent, and this one was brutal. We did it on Thanksgiving uh, several years ago. 20 L pull-ups into 30 toes to bar. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's just absolutely brutal on the core. Um, so you get something like that. And, and it's like, bees? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then a run over. when your core is shot to hell. That's, that's game over. So it's like, did they really consider the physiological ramifications of this exercise order or do they just throw shit together because it's going to be challenging? Cause you do that three times you're doing 60 L pull-ups and 90 toes to bar. Yeah. Once again, 150 reps. Yeah. Um, and that came out in 2010. So, uh, for those that have listened for a while, you may have heard kind of my history with CrossFit. Again, I started in 05. I really kind of, dove in headlong in 2010 and then by 2012 i was a little disillusioned with the way that the main site was going so in 2010 that was when rich froning famously lost oh, yes. to graham holmberg so i also find it interesting to kind of trace how hero wads and how hq has viewed them and programmed them with what's kind of going on with HQ and the culture of CrossFit in general. Yeah. So if we look at this year to year, we already touched on it a little bit. Um, so again, we'll go back to kind of the beginning. CrossFit's incorporated in 2000, main site launched in either 2000 or 01. Uh, 2005 is when we saw the first three hero wads. That was only three published that year. And again, if they were done in memoriam that's a good thing we don't want to see those numbers jump up mm -hmm. 2006 had only one hero wad 2007 which is when we saw the first crossfit games you had four hero wads so again you're looking at call it four hero wads you could do one a quarter and if it's this long brutal workout that you're trying to suffer through once a quarter is perfectly doable once a month you're starting to get a little bit <laughs> Once a week. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. Um, 2008, seven hero workouts. 2009, five hero workouts. 2010 is uh, right after, you know, uh, it's right around the time they started to partner with Reebok and get that mainstream exposure. So yeah. I don't know if you remember. Um, well, you weren't in CrossFit yet. Not yet. <laughs> Graham Holmberg is probably the most hated champion that the men have ever had. Oh, yeah. That I do remember because when I did join, I did go back. and, and it's, uh, it's sad because he didn't win a single event when he won the games. He was just consistent across the board, and Froning was crushing him, but Froning couldn't climb a rope. Well, what's, what's funny about that is, like, then you look in hindsight to the past two years, and Justin Medeiros does exactly the same thing. Yeah. He wins maybe one event, but he's so consistent, right. he ends up on top. Well... And there, I mean, you could look at Froning too. Yeah. He would always have a dominant last day, but um, minus that first year. Uh, yeah. And then 
in 2011, Holmberg had the highest repeat finish of anybody to that point. He finished fourth. Yeah. Nobody had ever, I, I don't remember, I know Kalipa won, I think he finished maybe fifth the year after. He had a disastrous trail run. Yeah. And I like, murdered him. Yeah, it was bad. Um, so, you know, on the one hand, you'd get all the hate for Holmberg in the, in, unfairly, I would say, in the community. But when they first partnered with Reebok, Kristen Clever was the reigning champion for women. Yeah. And for those that don't know Chris, she liked to wear T-shirts, men's shorts, and she had a buzz cut. Oh, yeah. So they didn't feature her as fittest woman on earth. She got neglected in favor of uh, Julie Fouché. Of course. And, you know, I'm like, this is messed up. Yeah. But 2010, around the time that CrossFit started to go mainstream, saw 27 hero wads. So you're looking at more than two a month. Um, yeah. That was also the first time they started to do kind of a... Uh, posthumous recognition or they're all posthumous but you know if someone passed away in june of that year you might see them in september so murph was killed in what may and you saw the first hero wad in for him in august mm -hmm. um this was 2010 is the first time that you saw people recognized from previous year so there were there was a death from 2009 recognized there um and then as cross became super mainstream 2011 Froning's first victory, mm -hmm. uh, the start of repeat champions. This is also when HQ was really pushing, and this is what led to sort of my disillusionment at the time, is the way they were teaching it is you're going for a deliberate breakdown in form. You know, you want to push hard enough that you have a 20% degradation, and then that's where all the intensity is. And it was like, they were totally misconstruing Greg Glassman's original teachings. They called it CrossFit slop. They were teaching that in all of the L1s. And then in the L2s, they were pushing um, program for CrossFit Games athletes and scale those workouts to your gym, yeah. which is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So we saw 25 hero wads in 2011, including three in a row to end the year. December 29th, December 30th, and December 31st, 2011 were Jesus. all hero wads. <laughs> so you can see why I was starting to be like, what the hell are we even doing? We're just trying to wreck people here. Yeah, just... And you would see this over the next couple of years. 2012 had 22 hero wads. 2013 had 26. 2014 had 18. 2015 had 20. 2016 was 15 hero wads. 2017 was 16 hero wads. And then we see a shift. And I asked you about this earlier. Yeah. I think it was around that time that Glassman really tried to refocus the mission of CrossFit, not on the games, but back on CrossFit Health. He actually established CrossFit Health. That's when he was fighting Big Soda yeah. and all that fun stuff. And uh, we see the shift from 2017 to 2018 from 16 hero wads down to eight in 2018 and the main site daily workouts were frequently practice five minutes of slips and i'm pissed at myself right now i'm blanking on what that stands for uh they're all gymnastics scales maybe l sets inversions pirouettes yeah you got technology in your fingers you can look that up 
Um, but the main site workouts were always accompanied by videos of elderly people doing workouts with milk jugs right in front of their couch. So I know you remember that, but that was like the whole shift from CrossFit as a sport back to CrossFit as a health and fitness modality or uh, call it a branded fitness regimen. CrossFit for health as opposed to CrossFit for sport. Yeah. So slips stands for scales, L sits, inversion, planks, and stretching. Planks and stretching. I said pirouettes. It's in a hundred words. So I was close. Okay. You're almost there. I'm not that mad at myself. <laughs> um, yeah. And a lot of people are like, what the hell is this? And then uh, it was that shift in focus. And you see that with what the main site programming was doing in the Hero Watts. Uh, and then 2019 had zero. It's just the interesting part. Right. And then we had COVID and we had the meltdown <laughs> the absolute meltdown and the transition from greg glassman as ceo to dave castro and then dave castro was out and eric rosa was in we had four hero wads in 2020 um so under the new ownership we started to see a little bit more again uh, kind of back to the roots of crossfit um back in the mid 2000s so four in 2020 five in 2021 and only one in 2022 when again uh eric rose is no longer the ceo he's the chairman of the board and uh what's his name yeah there you go takes over downfall takes over and is the ceo and so far we haven't had any in 2023 um but i do find it interesting you look at the numbers and you look at what's going on in the larger crossfit community i know in the early 2010s um tony budding was in charge he's the one that eventually broke off and started um grid league yeah so we all saw how great that is yeah Though, i mean to be fair it's still thriving in florida i believe it florida's doing really well for itself when it comes to grid league but yeah still not for those that don't know um grid league is kind of a crossfit spinoff where you put a team together, and instead of being a team of generous generalists like you want in the CrossFit Games, you kind of put together a team of specialists. So I want to have my gymnastics guy. I want to have my weightlifter. And you kind of, from what I've seen of it, different events, you can put different people in those events. Yeah, tag and, in and out and all kinds of yeah. crazy stuff. So it was trying to capitalize off of the expansion of the CrossFit Games and what we see now with people moving across the floor to kind of showcase where they are in the workout rather than just a person standing in one place. Yeah. I do give, I, and I have before, I do give Castro a lot of credit for that to make the games more visually appealing oh, yeah. rather than just watching somebody rep some stuff out. <laughs> um, you can now visually see on the field where they are. That was a brilliant idea. Um, but I do find it interesting to watch how the focus on Hero Wads has uh, kind of coincided with where the brand is as a methodology and uh this past memorial day if you looked at the main site wad and this is something else that we touched on earlier um pre-podcast you and i were chatting yeah um crossfit workout of the day was pick a hero wad of your choice and then they actually linked and for a while i couldn't find them they've read on the website um there's another website i'll give a shout out to called wadwell that kind of archived all of them um i believe they in their email said pick one of the 203 hero wads and uh 
by my count going through this, I was at 207. So I don't know if I counted one twice or where the discrepancy there is, but either way, there's over 200 hero wads at this point yeah. and, uh, they're brutal. So, you know, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's interesting to me because I went back and kind of looked at it too. Um, in terms of like, have they always done that? Um, is this their first time doing it? Um, come to find out. 2019 was an interesting year because there were yeah obviously there was zero um but it also seemed like when hero odds started coming back the kind of going into the pandemic the uh switch was flipped um prior to that they would recommend the hero workout for that memorial time frame they'll give you one it doesn't necessarily have to be murph they'll throw out like dt they'll throw out like a forest or something different um then 2019 comes no hero wads at all throughout the year and that includes like during that memorial days time frame they didn't even program one that's interesting for memorial day but the other thing that i would bring up for 2019 is that was the year of two opens yeah that was when we had the 2019 open in the spring and then the 2020 open in the fall yeah so again the games were kind of undergoing a massive shift they got rid of regionals that's when they started with the sanctionals and perhaps that had some effect on why there were no more hero wads that year yeah and then going into 2020 we find that from that point forward it's hey of your choice every single year since then it's always been that way for the past three years so that that was an interesting kind of shift in perspective and i I actually do like that a lot because obviously it takes nothing away from murph and kind of what it is and the kind of the staple it is in our community however I feel like it gets too much of the spotlight. Right. Because when you think Hirawad, that's the first name you think of. Oh, Everyone yeah. thinks of it. I mean, it was featured in Men's Health. Oh, it's yeah. it's not just the CrossFit community, but, you know, there is that organization. Um, Memorial Day Murph. Actually, I was following Two Brain at one point for this. They tried to do... You see this pop up a couple of times throughout CrossFit's history where they turn a workout into a fundraiser some kind of NPO, I don't even know if they're all NPOs, I'm assuming they're NPOs, are formed to run these events. Mm-hmm. And then they turn around and sue CrossFit for the mm-hmm. copyright. So we saw it with Fight Gone Bad mm-hmm. and that organization. And as I was uh, following Chris Cooper of Two Brain at one point, uh, I think they used to do Memorial Day Murph shirts. And then I don't know if that organization sent a cease and desist to HQ and basically said, you can't allow your affiliates to publish these shirts or something happened there where they weren't allowed to i think it was just the the tagline and the the usage of the name you couldn't call it memorial day murph they couldn't trademark murph but memorial day murph in that order was trademarked Hmm. gotta love it yeah um (laughs) (laughs) it's always something jesus christ (laughs) like we're all trying to do the same thing and trying to do yeah, right by this to, person exactly and that's that's all and you we want to argue over a name just calm it down capitalism and its finest of course um yeah so along those lines i don't know if you wanted to get into um i mean that was kind of the point of the valhalla fundraiser was to and i know we had talked about a larger goal obviously this year we started with cj yeah um because that was personally important and and yeah, so so when I came on board for ODO, because now I'm part of the board, um, and the idea was is that we I helped 
initiate and kind of coach and kind of help run the event when we did sweat for vets a couple of years ago um and then we had our successful second year and it grew like it almost doubled in size so it's it's been a ongoing thing of like okay we want to grow this and we want to do this every year um and then the idea kind of popped into my head of like okay there's there's a couple of holidays um involved around the military community not only on the veteran side but on the um just like active duty side too because a lot of people don't remember that armed forces day is a thing too right and that's the week before memorial day so it's kind of like hey get one and going into the other um and i kind of wanted to take ownership so to speak of memorial day and kind of run another event um for odo on that day as well or around that day around that time frame um and the idea was is that every year it's going to be different because every year we want to kind of highlight someone if it's if it could be someone of the local area that'd be great obviously not necessarily great that something in someone in the local area you know right has come and gone but if there if something does happen if there's some way we can kind of recognize them and pay homage to them then that's what we're going to do and if not then we'll kind of go down the list hey we'll pick one that's like family friendly obviously there's 200 <laughs> plus to choose from so weeding out the ones that like that's a hard pass let's, or a hard no someone that's never done crossfit before attempt to ring handstand push-up yes now do that 25 times for me um think things like that i, I want to make them more digestible and even still like i know cj was like a good example just because it coincides with like the mission of odo um especially when it comes to the mental health aspect and then for me personally like i understand where it comes from like some sometimes it's a little crazy because i did this for a long time for like a decade before i let anyone else kind of like hey you want to join me to, in cj for a long time i did that by myself and i mean the workout in its original state it's changed quite often kind of depending on how i feel that year and things like that <laughs> Uh, I mean, the first time I did it, it was a 135 clean and jerk <laughs> and then it was burpees over the bar, but it was three rounds of a one mile run into that. Um, obviously for someone like myself, it's like, okay, that's like a 45 minute, <laughs> 50 minute workout and it sucks. Um, I remember like the minute we broke our thirties, it's like, okay, you know what? maybe 95 65 oh maybe i'm gonna try it with the vest oh i'm gonna try it 75 55 this time empty barbell dumbbells kettlebells things like that i've changed it around in different ways but the idea is it's like i'm trying to find the most family friendly way now that i'm kind of like all oh, right we're letting people into the fold of like hey you want to join me partner workouts tend to be kind of the most fun anyway it's it's nice to work with someone to kind of help support you and that's kind of like it's a good way especially because this is my way of keeping him yeah um it fits the narrative so this partner version is kind of like i think the final version of this workout and if if i wanted to submit it this is probably the way i would do it um just because then it makes it more digestible and, and that's the idea it's like i want to find one and maybe i might modify it to the point where it's like hey we, let's make it manageable for everyone that can and wants to participate to do it um right because that was the original idea was maybe every year we change the workout yeah, and do and a different just, hero one and talk about them and like find all the information we possibly can on the person because usually when you have a uh, a hero workout you have that um write-up that crossfit hq kind of comes up with usually they get it from the family like okay what happened um who is this person where are they from what incident occurred that obviously took their life things like that mm -hmm. um 
And so we can kind of utilize that and maybe do a little bit more research on each person just to get to know them because we're doing this for them. So it only seems fair to know that person, at least to some extent outside of like, oh, how did they die? Right. And things of that sort um, and kind of commemorating that. So I, I wanted to do workouts that were not Murph. We know Murph, all of us, there's movies based on Murph. I mean, yep. we, we know all of that. We, we know this story not to take away any, any, anything away from what he did, but there's so many others. Um, and yeah, over 200 and I, and I want to remember them all in some extent, right? Obviously we need to probably go back and redo some of these and kind of oh, fix yeah. some of these. And <laughs> I mean, and that's the other thing is, you know, like I said, they tend to, we tend to make them coincide with patriotic holidays. Not all of them are Americans. There's Canadian, there's mm -hmm. Australian. So it's also, I'm looking through and you find one it's like, oh, that would be a good one that's pretty accessible. Oh crap, he's Canadian. I can't use that today mm -hmm. for an American holiday. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you could, but yeah, we tend not to. Yeah. Maybe so. we need to come away from that. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. the idea of like, they, they gave their life regardless. Right. And it comes down to what are we what are we trying to remember here? And at the end of the day, does the nationality really matter? No, that's just you know the OCD in my brain. American holiday, yeah. American hero. Of course. Um, but no, that's absolutely not necessary. And you know, again, it would be the same thing. Like, okay, if it's a patriotic holiday, would that be a good time to do Randy, who was a SWAT officer? Yeah. Well, why not? So you can make that argument either way, but at the end of the day, like you said, what we're uh, what we're what we're trying to do here is remember them, yeah. so they don't die that second death. Yeah. Exactly like you said. Yeah. Uh, I have one more question. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to touch on. Not right now. No. Okay. <laughs> before we before we close up, then uh, no. what is the worst hero wad that you've ever done? That's a tough question. Putting me on the spot too. I yeah. Know. I don't know. Holly Man is pretty nasty. I don't think I've done that one. That's a two twenty five clean. <laughs> yeah. Let's find that one. Yeah, Holly Man is is pretty up there. It's thirty rounds. Oh, Hollywood. Hollywood's not that is bad. Is it one L? It's H O L L E Y. There we go. There it is, Holly Man. Oof. Thirty rounds. Yeah, it's only one. Five <laughs> wall balls, three handstand push-ups, and one clean. Yeah. At one, two twenty-five. One, one power, power clean. clean. Okay. At two twenty-five. And that gets gnarly. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of rest in between. Round five sucks. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Five wall balls goes by quickly. Three handstand push-ups, you'll probably slow down. Oh yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's that's probably like the most mind-numbing one, just because, especially thirty rounds too. Yeah, thirty rounds is like, oh my god, this is getting really repetitive over and over and over. And there's a dog again. Yep. <laughs> um, I would say that my worst experience, arguably Witten, is the worst one that I've ever programmed, which is just a brutal beatdown of five rounds of uh where is it 
That's pretty close, yeah. That would be a close second, but yeah, I'd give it to... Yeah, there we go. Five rounds of 22 swings, 22 box jumps, 400-meter run, 22 burpees, 22 wall balls. Nah. So it's just... A round it. is so long. I mean, it's just a grind. Like, it's absolutely doable. Oh, yeah. And that's why we programmed it. Um, it was just... It's just a slog. Yeah. Uh, but the worst one, my worst experience, and funny story as for why it's my worst one was Clovis. And this is back oh, when <laughs> I could actually run. So people see me now and it's oh been, God. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm heavily strength favored right now. I, uh, since about 2013, so literally for the last decade, I focused a lot more heavily on my strength. Um, but I used to be about 40 pounds lighter and I was a bodyweight ninja mm -hmm. back in the day. That's why I'm always amused when people are like, wait, you can do a muscle up? I'm like, yeah, man. Oh, right. You didn't know me then. Um, Clovis is four time run 10 miles, <laughs> 150 burpee pull ups. <laughs> and then the key aspect, which I did not notice until after <laughs> I completed the workout, is partition the run and burpee pull ups as needed. So I think I did this. So it was first posted in November 11th of 2012. So you didn't read the I fine print. I didn't read the fine print. <laughs> I did it on Thanksgiving. Oh, no. I was home that year. And uh, I'm actually glad that I didn't partition because if I had broken up the run, as soon as I stopped running, I doubt I would have gotten back up and continued running. Yeah. Um, so I was home in West Hartford. I was living in Philly at the time, but I was home uh, for Thanksgiving that year. And my five-mile loop that I used to run in high school takes me right by Conard High School. So mm -hmm. I started the loop at Conard High School, um, ran the loop twice, and then my only saving grace was the fact that I did the burpee pull-ups on the combination soccer uh, goal and football uprights so it was i was a little worried about my hands there because it's a square metal frame so i thought it was going to tear the hell out of my hands yeah. um but fortunately compared to the pull-up bar i was used to this was like maybe a half inch out of reach so i really didn't have much of a jump and dropping down in the grass felt pretty nice i think it took me almost two hours like an hour 50 oh it was it was long uh, so that was my worst experience. I don't know that it would have been any better had I partitioned it as you are apparently allowed to do. Um, but I'll never forget that one. <laughs> uh, I got one. Okay, so year one was official was Murph. I did that body weight. It was my first time. I didn't know what I was doing because I wanted to make sure I kind of... All right, let's, let's go into this. I still messed it up somehow because I was still kind of on the strict pull-up bandwagon a little bit because right. being a marine uh <laughs> year two i learned my lesson but i still decided to kind of try to one-up myself and i will find the picture because there is a very distinct picture where i did murph in 2014 in okinawa japan it was 95 that day Oof. it was 100 percent humidity and i'm in boots and utes with the vest and a gas mask on ah uh, yes the time of the gas mask oh, training yes and i did the entire thing 
with a gas mask on. <laughs> I would take it off every once in a while to kind of catch my breath. But there's definitely one distinct picture of me first and foremost running in front of the pack in that uniform <laughs> and then two like halfway through like in the middle of like the sorriest burpee you have ever seen in your life like a gas mask facing this guy because my head is looking up and like dying <laughs> just dying trying to go through squats as quickly as i can just <laughs> yeah and it's the dumbest thing i've ever done in my life yep and i went on a unpartitioned too oh wow and I your only it. saving grace there is that you hit muscular fatigue prior to wind giving out so maybe not breathing as heavily as you could be that and mental fatigue it's oh just like god my yeah. brain turned off like halfway through that run i remember when gas masks were all the rage in crossfit i don't remember whether i touched on this uh during one of our earlier podcasts or our the predecessor to the podcast was me doing facebook live videos in our private facebook group called them whiskey wednesdays Ooh. um See, i can't remember whether it was a podcast or not <laughs> but we we talked about why people would wear gas masks what they're supposed to do and what they actually do yes yeah, the same idea with like the elevation mask and well, all that crap yeah they do make it harder to breathe but they don't actually <laughs> simulate it's a different mechanism yeah. i won't get into it now that's a whole other <laughs> rabbit hole to dive down to and we don't need to go there yeah so yeah, cool. that's my dumbest one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I read the fine print and I added an addendum to it. Yeah, because well, I was stupid. Like I said, reading the fine print for Clovis after the fact, I was initially mad, and then I was like, I probably would have quit. It's probably good that I didn't. Yeah. So, <laughs> again, I was a bodyweight ninja at the time. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Well, that wraps up our discussion on Hero Wads. Appreciate you taking the time to join us once again. No and, problem uh, at all. To all our listeners, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next month. All right. Skull. Salute.